Help, I got a Mac. Podcast episode number 105. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biding. We're here every single week. Well, okay, not every single week. We missed last week, but we are here this week to talk about the much anticipated conversation all about, you know it, you, know, you already know what we're talking about that day. It's that new FTP client that just came out for the Mac. It's awesome. I can't wait. It'll be so cool. So I have been waiting forever, Chris, for this new, for some kind of new revolution in the world of file transfer protocol. <laughs> and it's finally here. And no, fun- Cliff, we're not talking about FTP today. What are we talking about today, Chris? We are talking about the much rumored for the, like seven feminine, years. The new feminine hygiene product by Apple. Oh, now, come on. That's just that's just childish. I, it, I'm sorry, but it's the first thing that came across my mind when I heard what the name of it was. They should have called it iBook. But anyway, it is the brand new Apple tablet called the iPad. Exactly. And uh, for people with your minds in the gutter, get them out. Well, I'm sorry. I, that That's the first thing that I... And you know what? It's I'm not the only person, so... Um, you know what? When it, the when the when the when the uh, Nintendo Wii first came out, everybody yep. was joking about its name too, and now it's just part of the lexicon, and and no one no one even thinks anymore about it. So. I know, but I will tell you what: when when my son says, "Dad, I want a Wii because I want to play with it," I'm like, "What?" It, it was it was the same deal. So it wasn't yeah, but, just childish. It was it was it was. <laughs> it's a weird name to choose, but I agree. The iPad will eventually just be a part of normal language it's pretty close to to at least kind of how it sounds of the ipod so you know i i'm not 100 percent crazy about the name but uh it, it doesn't bother me now to be quite honest with you uh you know steve came out introduced this thing uh showed it off and pretty much everybody you know who said it was going to be a large version of the ipod touch wasn't too far off yeah in fact um I, I, first of all, I want to say that I, I completely missed the keynote address. I wasn't able to be here to actually watch it. I had one of my clients after the, um, event kind of fill me in with just some of the basic details. But then I went to the Apple website and looked at their official, I think it's like a seven minute video showing it off. Yeah. Where John Ive talks about it. And yeah, I just want to say this, not impressed uh, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold my my final opinion on it until I hold it in my hand. Okay. But I, I think I think it's gonna be a, a big deal uh, at some point. Maybe not right away. But uh, I mean, for being 4.99 though, I think that was a big deal. The 4.99 was definitely something. I, I think that that's the only thing that saves anything with this device. Um. But the big problem I have here is its limitations, uh, and it's and it. I mean, it's not it, it's not even as full featured as the iPhone. The only thing that I think it benefits from is the fact that it is a larger screen. And to be honest with you, I'm not all that crazy about the fact that iWork is going to be on it. The, this I I mean, it, it, there are software suite that I don't even like on my Mac. Really, I use the heck out of it. I don't even use Office anymore. I don't even use Office either, but I, I just I use Google Docs. Oh yeah, Google Docs isn't. It's 
I, I don't know. I, I like an application. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Keynote is hands down one of the best pieces of software out there. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Michael Myers, one of our listeners, he sent us um, or sent me a link on Facebook to an article put out by a uh, website called dvice.com. That's the letter D, V-I-C-E.com. And <laughs> they talked about the seven things that Apple left out of the iPad. And I want to go through these and I want to explain to you why I'm not excited about this device. Okay. No, number one multitasking still not there yeah okay hey, i'm i'm not that doesn't bother me too much to be honest with you it, it, it bothers me because there are mult there are many times i've actually I'm, I'm listening to pandora for music a whole lot more these days and there's nothing worse than getting a call or needing to go check your email or you want to listen to pandora streaming while you're maybe playing a game or you know, doing something and you can't do it on the iPhone. You've got yeah. a much, you got a much more powerful chip and everything inside of this device and you still can't multitask there. It, I just think that's ridiculous. You know? Yeah. I, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. If I'm working on a document, I want to listen to something other than maybe my iTunes. Exactly. And then number two is the the next big thing that they left out. And they can say all they want in their little video about how this is going to be the best web browsing, you know, pocket, you know, not pocket device, but uh, device. This is just natural. I'm sorry, but you cannot experience like 60% of the web on this device because there still is no flash support. I think that's a good thing. I hate Flash. Flash should should die in a fiery plane crash. All right. Well, the thing is, is Ustream is running on Flash. Our chat room is running on Flash. And therefore, if you have an iPad, there will be no GSPN.TV live. For now. For now. Like HTML5 and stuff is going to make, like, you know, Vimeo now supports HTML5 where you don't have to use a Flash player. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube's the same way. I think, you know, Ustream and things like that are going to come along very shortly and support uh, open standards instead of a closed proprietary system like Flash. Mm, I I hope you're right, and and so you're you think that um, using something like HTML5, they'll be able to create the chat rooms like they do with Chat Tango and stuff like that. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, what about Java? What about Java? Is Java on this device? No, I don't think so. So I mean, it, I'm just Java, saying JavaScript is, but it's not the same thing, right? Well, here's the situation, though, is is that I believe that there is a lot of stuff that's that is on the web today, and and I'm sure I, you know, is could, could Apple do some things that that might drive some change? Yes, are but are there still millions and millions and millions and oh yeah, millions of people who are still using IE six? Yeah, those people need to to go away too. Well, see, this is this is why even if there's HTML5, I can't imagine creating, you know, gspn.tv slash live slash IE6 and gspn.tv slash live slash, you know, the people who swung over to the Apple side of things. You know, it's, I, not, it's, it's not it's not swinging to an Apple side of things, Cliff. HTML5 is a standard that's supported in Windows, Linux, Mac. I mean, it's no I, people who are using IE6. They're using a they're using part of a computer that is almost ten years old now. I, they, and, and these updates can are free. You know, people who who use Windows XP are 
just about forced to upgrade to something that is HTML5 compliant. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I, it's going to be fully HD or eight or nine is going to be fully compliant. I, I still I, I still look at all the stuff that's out there that's flash and I just don't see an easy transition period. I mean, HTML5, add that support, but the problem is is that you start programming, programming your website in HTML5, it will take forever before your audience, depending on how you know, who your audience is, it will take forever before they become compliant enough in their browsers to, to catch up. I mean, I, I still have to go to the least common denominator, which is IE6, to make sure that my websites are up and running. So... Um, those, you know, in, in, in IE seven, is that HTML five compliant? Uh, not five. No, no, not five set. Oh, you mean HTML five. Okay. But anyway, not so, like, not, not like, uh, Chrome or, or, you know, Firefox or anything like that is. So the, it's going to, it's going to get there. And I think IE nine is going to be the one that's going to do it. So I would say in five years, we could probably see a world where people are all at mo maybe five, 10 years from now, I think we'll get to the place where a majority of the people out there will have, you know, HTML five. See, I think it's going to take, browsers. it's going to take people just saying, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm sorry. IE six people, IE seven, whatever it is, you're going to be left behind. I'm sorry. You're, yeah. you're the same people who have floppy disk drives and dial up modems. Goodbye. Yeah, but the thing is, is that these are the same people who are looking for, you know, and, and I'm, I'm thinking about myself, you know, I, I could certainly throw up a page that on gspn.tv. It says, I'm sorry, your browser is not recent enough to to come to our site. You know, our site is, you know, our site is designed to to look nice and it looks nice in these, you know, these browsers or later. Um, and here's links to get them. And, it, you know, if you want to continue browsing anyway, here's the completely broken, ugly look of the site, you know, with well, here's, limited functionality. Here's the thing. Anybody that buys a new computer is going to have, you know, Windows 7 on it. It's going to have newer browsers and things. And a lot of times, uh, a lot of manufacturers are putting uh, Firefox and stuff in there as default now. So, but, but yeah, if you buy a brand new computer, but I am still, here's the thing. When you've got 70,000 subscribers to your content, you got to realize that out of 70,000 people of that, the percentage of those people who are still using IE6 is still about 30%. Those who are using IE7 are, are even larger. And, and then of course you, you get to like 40% who are, who are of the audience, 40%, less than what, half. What's your logs? How many people are using IE6 on your, on your sites? Um, it, it's about, it's 30% of the audience. Wow. 30% of the gspn.tv community is is logging in with IE6. Wow. And, and and there's no way I'm going to put up a little sad. thing saying, you know, <laughs> you're out in the cold, you need to upgrade. I could because you know what a, I a lot of those folks are still using very old computers. And you know what they're, you know, they they've got it's 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 yeah, it's crazy. They have broadband access and they're still browsing at 800 by 600 resolution on a you know an an old windows xp like the actually i have some people on windows 98 still so i mean it it, it it's not out of this world to think that it's you know that i still want to have a website that works for them i had a client i was doing a go to meeting and i had you know i switched it over to where they were um sw you know they shared their screen with me and i'm looking at this as like man how can you read anything i mean all you can fit is just 
a little but, portion of this website in the the box that is your your resolution. But Cliff, there's also the, the, you're also going to reach a point where the Flash that you're supporting is going to be supported by older computers too. You know, Flash 10.1 things like that are moving further away from you know computers that everybody you know that quote unquote certain people have. You know, so that you're going to come up with that problem too. Yeah, no, I, and I get that, and and but the thing is, is when it comes to it, when when it when it comes to it, there are typically issues where it'll say, um, you know, to to you know, obviously we cannot uh, play this video for you. It requires you know that you get update to the latest version of Flash. You clicked update, and it says your computer doesn't support this. Well, guess what? Cliff's website isn't the only place that says that. It's seventy percent of the web also says that do you see where I'm, I'm using a standard which is flash which is all over the web and so when cliff when gspn.tv doesn't work neither is the rest of the world working and so it's not just gspn saying hey you're not your computer's not good enough it's the entire web is starting to say your computer's not good enough does that make sense yeah, I just I think Flash is becoming less and less relevant. That's all. I think I I would like to see Flash become less and less rev- relevant. I would love to see an open open standard take place, but my my feeling is that it would take five to ten years for that to happen. I think I don't think. Well, maybe five. I don't think ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say I'd say at least five for people to to start tossing out. So some computers and, and, and getting new stuff. But, uh, okay. So let, let's keep going. What else do you hate about this thing? Well, I, <laughs> all right. So, uh, multitasking is, is, is the, is the biggest one. Flash support is actually right there next to it. Um, now the rest of these are, by the way, these are from this article. Um, but the third one is no big deal for me. Handwriting recognition. I could care less about that. Yeah. It, it the, there was a study done, uh, Gosh, I can't, I can't remember who did it. It, it, it wasn't like you know a, a scientific study, but they did like handwriting versus typing on a keyboard versus typing on like Apple's iPhone virtual keyboard versus uh, the little tiny keys like on a uh, you know, like a Palm Pre or or, or uh, on a Droid. And handwriting and the little tiny keys came near the bottom. And you know, the, obviously the computer keyboard and then the Apple uh, iPhone keyboard, you know, were right there next to each other as far as speed. So handwriting, you know, I would not want to handwrite an email. I'm sorry. No. Handwriting recognition to me is not a big deal. Yeah, I don't think that's a big deal either. In fact, I will say that I kind of like their, you know, it, it, it's a bigger device. I don't know that 10 inches is really going to give me the feel of a. I, I'm wondering if that's going to give me the feel of a real size keyboard. In the video, it says it's almost as big, or it actually says yeah. it's the same as you know a, a standard notebook computer. Which I don't know. That doesn't say full size keyboard to me, and so I still well, can't the, type the on my little Asus. An, yeah, and I, iPad. Uh, Apple's come out and said you can use your own Bluetooth keyboard if you want to on this thing. They did say it, that. Yeah, that's and good. yeah, and also uh, there's a dock that has a, a little keyboard built into it now too. So. I saw the dock with keyboard, and that's exciting looking. But I, but what impresses me more is the fact that they, you're saying that they actually are going to have Bluetooth keyboard support. Yes, that's good. I yes. like. I do like that. I do like that. Yeah, because I think if it's up on the dock, even if you get the dock without the keyboard, the fact that you can, you know, if you're working on, you know, and you can go into Google Docs, you know, on this thing and, and write, you know, using mm-hmm. the browser. Yeah. So yeah, you can use a keyboard. This becomes, to me, I looked at it like this. You know, I thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? I've got an iPhone. It's going to do, 
you know, 85% of what this thing does, you know, save maybe like for reading on the screen, like eBooks, because that's a pretty small screen. You know, the iPhone for me, I can't read. I'd rather listen to an audio book than read on that screen. But, um, if I, if I was in the, if I was in the, in the market looking for say a 300, $350, maybe $400, you know, nice netbook, you know, for another couple bucks, I can get this that is cooler looking, you know, it's a full touch screen. It has all these great apps. Cause I mean, there are a lot of apps on the app store that are really good. Plus they're going to be iPad apps. I, it's a pretty compelling thing when you get, when you, when you start looking at it like that. Right. Right. So the, the next thing that's in this article says tethering. And now, um, you know, obviously if you have a phone, if you have a phone that supports tethering and it go goes out to Wi-Fi you should be able to bring that in, but obviously, I see what they're saying here is that you can you can pay for um, you know uh, your your data access and have a three G card in some of the models on these, but yet you you know you you pay for all that service, but you're still not able to tether that with your laptop, and that is frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I agree. I, I think I should be able to if I have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Even if it was, you know, ten dollars a month for tethering, and if it was only to the iPad, I think I should be able to do that. Right. Well, this I think the article here is more along the lines of saying, let's just say I don't have an iPhone, but I have, oh, I can tether my, but I have an iPad and I have it on, you know, T-Mobile. I still want to tether that T-Mobile data connection. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So, or worse yet, let's say you have an iPhone with data and you have an iPad with data. And now you've got two data plans you're paying for, and you still can't tether to your to your laptop. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I, I, if I if I would get one of these, I would get the Wi-Fi only model. I wouldn't get the Wi-Fi plus three G. That's what I was thinking as well. If I if I were looking at one of these, I think I would be going the Wi-Fi model as well. I can't imagine yeah. paying the extra money right now unless they had an, a a really crazy insane deal on the data. Because if I really really wanted to. And I, I'm, I'm back to having a non-jailbroken phone. But if I really, really wanted to, I could jailbreak my phone and do tethering with that. And what so the, there are there are apps that allow me to, you know, grab the 3G signal and create a little Wi-Fi hotspot. You mm-hmm. know, and I could, in a pinch, maybe do that. I don't see myself doing that a lot. Um, but really, the the iPad, I, like I said, I, I don't know if I'm going to get one. Uh, I probably won't. They're, it's too expensive for me, at least at this point. Um, but I'm not going to say that I wouldn't lust after one if once I hold it. <laughs> right. But I've got friends of mine that are already like lining up to go get it. Well, the ne- the next thing in this article it says is better virtual keyboard. That, I I I think that's left to be said. You know, it's a brand new device. Even if they've had somebody you know hunt and peck and play around with it. Any kind of new keyboard takes some time to get used to, so I don't. I don't think it's fair to actually say it needs a better anything yet if you haven't actually used it extensively enough to to get a good feel for it. So, uh, number six though, here's here's another big one, and I'm surprised it wasn't number three in the list. But a camera, this thing has no camera. I mean, uh, the you know you got the iPhone has a camera in it. You've got your MacBooks have a camera in it, and now you have this in between those two devices and no camera. Yeah, it, I don't think it should have had a camera on the back to like take pictures because that, that would just be goofy, you know, holding this big giant like, you know, 10 screen, you know, taking a picture. 
But I could definitely see them having a front-facing camera for iChat. I, I don't see why they didn't do that. Yeah, th- there there should have been some version of a camera in there. And maybe maybe iPad 2 will have a camera. But yeah, I think a front-facing camera on this should have been it sh- it should have been in there. Yep, there's no question. And then the article says a real computer OS. Um, at, you know what? At at the price that they're charging, I think it's 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 fair to say, eh, you don't need a real computer OS at that price. You know, I, I, I mean, it, it, it does look like a giant iPod touch though. And well, so, yeah, it's, and it's clearly running a version of the iPhone OS. Yep. But I mean, think about all the things you can do, you know, with, I can do, you know, you know barring flash aside, of course, pretty much if, if you, if you have a task on your computer that mm-hmm. you want to do, like, you know, type a document, I can type a document on my phone. I can check my email on my phone. I can, you know, go to Twitter on my phone. I can listen to music on my phone. I, it, I don't think it not having the full Mac OS is necessarily a, a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm saying it looks neat. Now, now here's the deal. What is it? What's the cheapest one? Four forty nine. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine is the cheapest thing that you can get. Sixteen gigs. Um, and for four ninety nine, and you compare that, what's the, what's the Amazon Kindle running now? Two forty nine, two forty nine. All right. So, uh, and and the the Kindle when it first came out was like three ninety nine, wasn't it? It was four ninety nine. <laughs> it was four ninety nine. I think so. It was either three. Yeah, it was either three ninety nine or four ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. So so I mean, if you look at this, this thing's coming out at four four ninety nine, and it's a in the ballpark range of what the Kindle was. And people bought the Kindle and people love the Kindle. And I think that that kind of consumer is going to get the the um, the iPad and is going to love it, is going to absolutely love this device. Now, here's the situation. I, I'm, I sit there and I look at this device and I look at my iPhone and say, honestly, there's nothing I want to do on that device that I wouldn't be willing to do on my smaller iPhone screen. So I, I'm not really all that interested. I, I, I use Amazon Kindle on my iPhone and I love it. Um, and, I, and I read books on it all the time. I highlight, take notes, all that stuff. The only thing that is appealing in this device that I can't do on my iPhone is the Bluetooth keyboard. I would love to be able to just have a little Bluetooth keyboard or whatever, and and sit this on a little dock and sit there and start typing and composing a message in whatever. That give me that for my iPhone, and then it's like, why would I want uh, an iPad for myself? And and again, I'm only talking about my own, my own personal. Would I use this thing? But yeah, and, and, and I, I kind of fall under the same same line as you. I, I think. You know, if Apple puts this uh, brand new processor that they created inside the iPhone, this one gigahertz processor, and, um, you know, they come out with 32 and 64 gig, you know, 16, 32, 64 gig uh, storage for the iPhone, I don't need an iPad. You know, I'm going to have everything I want with my iPhone. Right. And the other thing is, I mean, it looks like you can buy a a little adapter that can, you can plug into the bottom of the dock connector that you can hook up your SD card or a, uh, a, you can do direct USB cable connection to your your digital camera. Now, whether or not 
other applications would be able to access that information or that you could back up data or load up something off of an SD card. I don't know. I would have liked to have seen an SD card built into this thing. Yeah, I don't see why they didn't do that. That would have made sense. Matter of fact, if you would have added an SD card, if you would have added a camera and you would have allowed us to do a minimum of one application, all you know, a minimum of two applications at a time, then this might be something I'd be interested in, even without the flash. But I'll be honest with you, the flash is almost a showstopper for me as well. At this point, yeah. at this point, yeah, yeah. because I, I would certainly like to be able to pull up a bunch of Ustream shows and and not be limited to the Ustream viewing iPhone application. But, um, you know, the thing is, is this this isn't it, it's not it is not a tab. It is not a notebook computer. It is an it's an Apple tablet, which has been designed for what it's designed for. And so for what it's used for, uh, for basic browsing of the web, looking at websites, looking at media, um, you know, magazines, reading books, textbooks for college students. Um, I can see a lot of exciting things happening in that market. And I can see some things where down the road, this will become a useful device, but it's, it's still going to have limitations for those of us who would love to see more. But at four ninety nine, what more can you ask for? So, that's kind of where I, if I had to be fair and balanced, I would have to say that personally, I'm not that interested in what it has to offer right now above and beyond what my iPhone has, but I can see some some potential here with that new screen real estate and at the price point, it seems like the price is a compromise enough to actually have something that is an in-between device. Does that make sense? I think so. Very cool. Anyway, so... Definitely, uh, for me, I'm definitely not going to have a version one of the iPad. Doesn't sound like you're going to have a version one of the iPad. No, I'm not. <clears throat> who Who do you think is going to go out and rush and buy this? I now, by the way, Keith is in our chat room, um, and I know that Keith says that he, you know he's waiting and standing by to to purchase one of these, if not maybe more than one of these for for some family members. I, I know he's excited about it, and. Um, he basically said that, you know, earlier in the chat room that, you know, for his, you know, for some of his family members, there, there's really nothing more that those family members would ever need to do on a device outside of what this thing offers. And I totally get that. Matter of fact, gosh, I could, there, are, there are some family members that, you know, if you were to get them this device, it really does take the, com, com, the complexity of running an operating system out of the picture and gosh, give this to grandparents or whatever and let them do email and, and all that stuff on this device. That's awesome. I, I think that oh, would be yeah. beautiful. My mom has an iPhone now and it is amazing to see what she's doing on the iPhone. That's cool. I mean, it, 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 it blows my mind that my mom, that my mom is using an iPhone and she uses it and she's doing great with it. So I, I, I think there is some, there is going to be a whole class of people out there that this is going to be that perfect device for. It is going to fill a need. The only thing is, is that mom won't be able to, you know, pull up gspn.tv slash live. Yeah. (laughs) But but there are workarounds. There is the Ustream viewing application. Uh, She just won't be able to interact via chat. Exactly. Uh, Unless I go to the silly flash uh, IRC chat that 
um, Ustream has that doesn't work for about 35% of the people to be able to log in. But that's <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Whole nother story. Uh, so anyway, anything else? Anything else you've heard about this device? Any rumors about it? Any kind of? I no. Didn't, I didn't know. Comes about the out blue. sixty days. Sixty days. Sixty days. You think sixteen gigs is going to be enough for people paying four ninety nine? I think so. I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what kind of applications do you think that are going to be made for this? Can you can you picture that'll be made for this? That made for this specifically? Yeah. Uh, obviously I think we'll probably see, um, word processors other than in pages and keynote stuff. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to think what else could be made specifically for it. Um, we'll probably see uh, specific like tasks, you know, getting things done kind of stuff. Um, I did, I would see, I would see new music interfaces, you know, like pads for drums and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that'd be interesting. That's that's what I that's what I see. Yeah, because when the iPhone came out, they they've certainly made a lot of quote unquote musical. Matter of fact, they've made unique instruments made for the iPhone. Right. Exactly. So I, I think that is that's a good one there. That, you know, I could see some some different unique applications for that. The other thing I was going to say here is is in the video, I was impressed by the way by the screen real estate. And the different, you know, with the flexibility that the additional screen real estate gives you in the email client, for example. Yeah. I really like that. You know, the the split screen and, you know, off yeah, to the I left. Yeah, I thought that looked really, really good. Uh, also, the calendar application looks beautiful. You know, it kind of, it kind of gives me, it, it, just looking at it, it kind of gave me that feel of, you know, back in the day of what I used to love when I opened up my my, you know, paper day planner and, and it, the three little, the inside, you had either the three or the six or nine ring binder inside there and you'd open mm-hmm. it up, you get your, and it's all laid out and you can actually, but so I, I can see that this is almost, if you, if you think about it, it's almost like opening opening up one of those smaller day planners and the fact yeah. that you can actually change the, uh, the layout from week to month and, that that's that's exciting to me. I just want to say that 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 kind of orientation and viewing of all that stuff. It's just what my concern with the iPad though is is portability. What do you think about the portability of this thing? Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of cool cases for it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a lot of man purses. You know, maybe like a small laptop bag. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it sh- it could be carried like a like a book or a day planner. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna see you know cases that slashes bags too. You know, now does this have a standard iPod dock? Or, yeah, an iPod dock on the bottom. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. So it is a standard docking uh, cradle kind of thing. Uh, so I, I I assume everything on this device will back up kind of like the other one. Um, I, I'm sure that you'll you know in my in my own desire. I would only use applications that either number one backed up everything, including data, to um, the computer, and or applications that have options to back up data, you know, to to a, a you know a third party website, such as like when I'm doing things, you know, in G, you know I use Gmail and IMAP and all that stuff, and um, so that all that stuff's on the server just in case this thing gets stolen or lost. My only concern. 
with having a Wi-Fi only device and not a 3G is that there is the potential that I'd be out and about in a place without Wi-Fi, entering data, all that other stuff, and this thing getting stolen before I get back home or to a Wi-Fi place, or even if I'm in a Wi-Fi place, what if I don't open that application and and allow it to sync? You know, maybe I'm at the airport and I am doing some things on some Wi-Fi, and then all of a sudden I shut it down, and then somebody steals it. And although I was on Wi-Fi, the thing is, is I never did open up that application where all that stuff was saved, so it never got synced back to the main servers. That's where I think having the 3G in this thing it is of benefit. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then um, what? There was one other thing. Oh, the, what do you think about the iBookstore? I think it's cool. I, I, are we going to see this on the iPhone? I don't know. That's what, that's the first thing I thought of too. Uh, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a very cool. Uh, I think it's very cool looking. You have that big bookshelf and the, it's all 3D looking and stuff. Matter of uh, fact, I, li- I like to see how the text looks on the, you know what I mean? I want to see how, how good it looks. Because the Kindle, I like the look of the Kindle paper, you know, e-ink. Yeah. Yeah, the e-ink does look nice. Uh, this application in the video that I saw looks, it, it looks identical to an application that was out there a long time ago um, in the app store. Did you notice that? Or had, uh, had you played yeah, it looks around? Yeah, like, looks like classics. Yes, that's what it looks like. It looks like classics. It lo- so I think what they must have done is they must have went and bought that company and and kind of uh, you know modified that a little. Uh, it's got some realistic page turns and stuff like that. Uh, but but what do you think about the fact that it's 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 got um you know th- their own bookstore? Do you think that they're going to be able to compete with? Uh, with Amazon at this point with the digital book, or do you think this is going to help the digital book rev- rev- revolution go further? I think it's going to further it. Um, I, I think there's, there's probably some frantic meetings happening right now at Amazon. Yeah. I think, I think the good news is that because if you go to the Amazon store, there's still, there's still a lot of books where you go and you can't get an Amazon Kindle version of it. And it's like here, click here to request and tell the publisher you want an Amazon Kindle version of this. I'm hoping that this is going to benefit everybody. And then all of a sudden the publishers, which by the way, I have a good friend of mine who is an author and I will tell you these publishers, they're definitely waking up, but, uh, to the fact that, you know, this is going on and I think this is going to actually get all these publishers to the places like, listen, we need to, we need to have digital versions of our book. We need to get it out there on Sony, on Amazon and on all of these other places. Anyway, Chris, anything else that you wanted to share? No, uh, I think I'm going to be at your house next week for the lost thing. Is that next week? Yeah, it's this coming Tuesday, my friend. Yeah, I think I'll be there. That is awesome. We'll be glad to have you there. And for those of you... I think I'm the only guy that goes there that doesn't watch Lost. That's so funny. Uh, Yeah, I think you probably would be. There might be one or two other people that I've just recently talked to that I think will come out that aren't you know into every episode you've watched a couple episodes though yeah i know what's going on you know what's going on as, as much as you can i know that lock is dead and there's like fake lock there's fake lock <laughs> i like that anyway folks we do want to thank you for uh giving us a call now john you called and left us uh some feedback or you sent us some feedback unfortunately it was seven or no six minutes in length and so it was a little bit much for me to go through and and to play in here today but if anybody out there has your 
thoughts, your opinions on the iPad. You can comment on its name, its features, its functionality. Are you going to go buy one? And if so, how do you think that you're going to be using it? What are your favorite features? Is there something they left out that we forgot to mention today? We want your feedback. We'll play it all next week at uh, our normal time here on um, gspn.tv slash live. You can join us live as we record on Thursday mornings at 8.30. Anyway, uh, you can give us a call and leave us voicemail feedback. That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week that you can give us a call at 859-795-4067. That number one more time, 859-795-4067. Of course, there is always a conversation happening over at gspn.tv slash forum. And when you go to gspn.tv slash forum, look for the help I got a Mac section. You can leave your feedback and comments there as well. There's a lot. Matter of fact, it's a great place to go for help. And by the way, uh, you know, this is going to be a hot topic, I'm sure, for a while. But uh, we're still here to answer all of your Mac questions. And so if you just purchased your first Mac computer and you have questions on how on earth can I do a right click on this thing or any other basic questions, we're here for that as well. Just give us a call. 859-795-4067. Thanks a lot, Chris. Have a wonderful day, man. And we'll talk to you again next week. All right, brother. See ya. All right. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye. <laughs>